Hey ladies, welcome back to Field by Faith Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Hess and Michaela Johnson, and continue listening for today's episode. Hey guys, so today's episode is about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and it kind of ties into insecurity, body image, all of those topics. Um, So I'm going to start out by reading the scripture that that comes from, which is Psalms 139, 13 through 14. And it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And that's NIV version if you want to look that up. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to start out by asking Kay, what what are some insecurities that you've overcome and what were those insecurities? Um, One of my biggest insecurities was... um, I think my looks, like, that's something I really, like, struggled with before, and I kind of shared this and shared my story, but to summarize it, if you guys haven't read that yet, is I used to, like, I got to a point where I would, like, look at myself in a mirror, and I, like, didn't like being pictures because I didn't even like the way I looked anymore, so, and ever since, like, you're young, like, we're told a lot by a lot of people that our outside appearance is, like, what matters the most, So I got very into fitness and I started training with Joss and then it was like I started idolizing working out over it and then it came a time where I started going to therapy and over I guess how I overcame it like overcame like thinking my looks are all that matters is from therapy and it was like I had to sit down and like have a real conversation and my therapist was like you do realize that like your outward appearance yeah it's beautiful like that's great but like your inside appearance is like what truly matters and like what really makes you beautiful like I'm sorry but like somebody from like I'm not I'm sorry but like if I look at somebody and they're like mean to me I'm like ooh, like what the heck like you're beautiful on the outside but like why is your attitude like that almost you know yeah and it's just like if you the way you your soul is it's like that's what's beautiful Mm -hmm. if your soul is kind and your soul is beautiful like i'd rather have my soul beautiful than like my outward appearance like being like you know what i mean yeah and honestly if somebody is rude to me i don't even always think about their appearance i'm just like ooh, that's not a nice person right you don't even really notice how they look because you're just so focused on how mean they were right exactly and so then it was like her actually saying that like you need to realize that your outside appearance, like, great, whatever. It's, it's, you're beautiful. Like, you could probably walk outside tomorrow and pick up somebody. Like, that's whatever. But, like, you have to remember that that's not what it's about. And yeah. I was like, dang. Mm. Like, it took me back because I was like, dude, like, I really focus on this so much and, like, put so much worth in thinking that that's all that it's about. But it's not. So then was your therapist saying that the moment that you switched it or did you um did it take more work it kind of took more work I think like just actually like reminding myself that like who I am in in God's eyes and sometimes I don't even really like know that yet that's what I'm still working through because I don't look at myself anymore and like and I didn't even think this was a big deal but I don't look at myself anymore and be like dang like like you know what I mean like that sounds so bad but I don't look at myself anymore yeah you're ugly you know what I mean like that sounds terrible but it's the truth I don't look at myself and be like yep nope Mm. so it was like that was like a big thing for me to like actually admit like I don't think I'm ugly anymore wow so and like the our self-worth is so important but like 
actually learning what we are to Jesus is so much more beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and learning it in Jesus, not just learning it like, oh, I'm, I value myself, but I want to see how, I want to view myself how God views me. Mm, and not a cocky way, but like in a way that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it helps you not be insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my question for Jazz, this was, what are some insecurities that God has revealed to you and how have you worked through them? So I feel like, there's physical ones and then there's also like inward ones mm-hmm. um my physical ones i've always had this huge obsession as well with my body and just like being super perfectionist about the way i looked to the yeah. point where i've shared this before too but i got plastic surgery even and that was because of how much the insecurity was affecting me mm-hmm. um to the point where i felt like i literally needed to take it into my own hands and fix it myself Um, And then I've also struggled for so long with eating disorders and like then getting super obsessive in the gym. Um, And so that's something that I always knew that insecurity was there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after I got saved, I realized, like you said, it's not so much about the outward appearance, but I'm still trying to overcome that too because it's like undoing years of being told you're fat, you're not good enough, like mm-hmm. you're ugly. Or for me, I was made fun of a lot in school of the way that I looked. Um, so just unlearning that and trusting God that he made me the way he made me for a reason. Right. And I don't have to be super obsessive with looks. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm still getting over that because learning that like vanity is a sin like being so obsessed with the way you look and like mm-hmm. over indulging and working out and all of those things that's not healthy um and i was listening to it's kind of like a virtual bible study and this girl was talking about how before christ like she would or before she started following christ not before christ but um she would work out and it was all for physical reasons like all for vanity reasons And then she was like, after she got saved, she was thinking about it more like, how am I stewarding my body to, um, like, how am I treating my body as best as I can for the temple as a temple that God gave me? And so she's like, now when I go through my workouts, I think I'm not so strong, but God give me the strength to lift this or give me the strength to get through this hard workout. So she like worships God with her workout, which is a really cool perspective because I never thought of it that way, really. Mm -hmm. I just, and I still honestly do struggle a little bit like lifting for enjoyment because I love lifting, but then not getting so obsessed with like the results that come from lifting and just allowing it to be exercise and like something that's good for my mental health something that's also good for the temple that god has blessed me with right um, and not becoming so like oh my gosh i can see my abs now right whatever um so that i guess what has kind of been being revealed to me like you idolize this a little bit too much and Mm -hmm. now i'm trying to like take it back a little bit and not think about it so obsessively but it's hard Mm -hmm. um and then some of the inner things that i Feel like God has really revealed to me because it's always hard to see the inner more than like the oh, external definitely. things. Um, definitely the way I am in relationships in general, like friendships, family, fr- um, like with Zay, 
there's just a lot of things that I need to work on, like my attachment issues. Like I just get really attached to people and then overthink things because I'm afraid of losing them. Yeah. So um, he's really been on me about that. Like I idolize my relationships a little bit too much and I need to start focusing on him first and then everything else will fall into place. I won't feel like I need people so much because yeah. I'm just focused on him. Mm -hmm. So that's the main thing that I'm working on right now is just putting God first in my life yeah. and not putting friendship first, not putting my marriage first, not putting like whatever relationship above that because mm -hmm. if I'm focusing on him solely, all the other ones will fall into where they're oh, supposed definitely. to be. Definitely. So I guess it's, that those are kind of things that he's like revealed to me now just him trusting him to teach me to get over those things or teach me how to not idolize these things above him is where I'm at right now yeah I and another thing with when you were talking about working out is one thing like God was like really working on me with is like it's like how I see it is I'm like, if I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm not going to spend like 10 minutes in God's word, like even that's an issue. Yeah. And that's where I like really had to catch myself or even like spend time just listening or watching a sermon. You know what I mean? That's where I started to get convicted because I would be like, I need to make time for the gym today. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I rearrange my schedule to get to the gym and get that workout? Yeah. But I was like, I just had this thought one day. I'm like, do I ever do that with spending time with God? Right. No. And right. that should be the first thing on my mind mm -hmm. because that's what's going to set my whole day in place is whether or not I spend time with him. Yep. And the fact that I'm so worried about getting to the gym and getting that workout in above him, I'm like, well, damn, that's an idol. Like, right. you can't, you exactly. know. And so that's something that I've been feeling really convicted about. Um, so I've been prioritizing since the year started, I've been prioritizing time with God, but it did slip for like a week. And I'm like, you need to get back right because... Yep. You always do this where you say you're going to do something and then you don't follow through. So I've been trying to really keep myself accountable in that um, because, like I said, that's just going to help me overall. Yeah, and I really think, too, like sometimes I like slip on weekends and then I go to church on Sunday and I'm like, oh, God, in my time with God today. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, yeah. And I'm like, it isn't only a week thing where you like don't have something going on before bed so you're going to read your Bible tonight. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely not. That's like. Good. And I was like, in that really, like, I had to check myself, and I've been really trying to focus on that because for the past couple weekends, I'll be, like, getting home late or something, and then I'm like, well, not going to yeah. read it tonight. Like, I just want to go to bed. And that's not fair to him. Like, right. he's not a genie that I can rub whenever I need to. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes we just do it to check it off the list. Like, oh, like, read my Bible today. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, but did you actually, like, soak in his presence? Did you actually get what you're... Did you actually learn from what you read? Or did yeah. you just read it and you're like, well, got a scripture in. Yeah, Because exactly. I'm... I'm uh, guilty of it. Yeah, guilty yeah. of that. I do that some days and then I think about it and I'm like, ooh, like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, um, another thing that I've been kind of learning from God lately is... Um, how important our mentality is and our mental health is mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times we think and we've talked about this before but we think that mental health and like spirituality are the same and they're not like mm -hmm. God created them differently yeah <laughs> like we're mind body and soul not oh, yeah. just like soul and body yeah um so I've been learning how much like prioritizing taking care of my mental state is so important. And I've been learning through therapy about the different like neurotransmitters that are in our brain and how um, 
our experiences through life kind of affect that and we can create unhealthy mental pathways just because of trauma that we've experienced and yeah. then we naturally act out of that trauma mm-hmm. because that's just how our brain now is wired so yeah. it's our natural response to go to something that's not healthy mm-hmm. and i've been learning from god like i need to allow him to renew my mind and like we talk about that like reading scripture is renewing your mind but actually retaining scripture is renewing your mind right because now when you have that unhealthy thought you need to retrain your brain to go to the scripture that counteracts that unhealthy yep. thought versus your natural instinct yep. from trauma right does that make sense yes and i talk about this a lot and if you didn't hear me talk about this in the last episode I bring this book up a lot, but, um, <laughs> get out of your head, get out of your head. Thank you. By Jenny Allen. Yeah. And in the book, she talks about spirals we have, and it's just like, she does the negative one, like the worldly spiral. And then the like spiral, not spiral, but like the thing we can do when we, how we can counteract it with mm, the word of God. And it's crazy because it's like, if we learned like right away and don't get me wrong, like it takes a long time for your brain to like start doing this. But like if you start even like each week when you get that like one spiral and it starts and just turning right away to that word, Mm. yeah, no matter how hard it is, like, and it's hard if you like do have chemical imbalances, don't get me wrong, you have depression, anxiety, because all you feel like when you have anxiety or depression, all you feel like doing is just like giving up. Like as sad as that sounds, but it feels like sickening. Like it's crazy and so it's like when you have those spirals you just have to learn to turn to it even if you don't want to everything inside of you if it's fighting you like you still need to and like give god that last bit of hope you yeah you know what i mean and i've heard a lot like it's like people always say like oh i only have a little bit of hope to give like that's all god needs like right. it, and recently on our instagram we shared like you only need a mustard like mm-hmm. seed of mustard seed of faith yeah and then you're set so it's like amazing you know so yeah I think about that and I tend to go to there there a lot because I'm like dude like if I only have like a little bit of faith like God can work with that yeah and I tend to just get so caught up in my mental health and like just allow my mind to take over everything else like take over reality Mm -hmm. and um I notice when I do actually give in and go to scripture and pray about it, even not even necessarily reading the word, but just taking it to God and being like, God, I'm struggling right now. I feel so much better when I actually allow myself to do that. But sometimes I don't even allow myself to do that because I get so caught up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I watched this one pastor online. His name is Dr. Daniels, and he's just one of my favorite pastors. I don't know. The way he preaches really speaks to me. And he was talking, he does like these Wednesday night Bible studies. So it's more of like an intimate thing where it's just him um, talking about revelation that he got or whatever, going through scripture. And this one was specifically on mindsets. And it was just so amazing the way that he broke it down. And he's like, if we have a limiting belief about something, that's all we're going to think is possible. And we're not going to trust God, go the extra step to trust God to do something above our belief. So if we're just sitting here and we're like, yep, this is what I deserve. This is all that I'm worth. This is all that I can do in life. Yeah. We forget that we're not, if we're in that mindset, we're not trusting God because God can do above and beyond all that we can imagine. So like if we're just limiting even God to what he can do in our lives, our lives aren't going to be everything that God intended it to be. Right. And that all starts in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Like God created imagination and he gives us the desires of our heart. He doesn't just give us desires not 
willing to like follow through yeah dude that is really good because I think sometimes too we get like distracted by like our thoughts and like you said like we get so in our head about things so it's just like I get so in my head about like what's going on like in the day like in any time of the day and one of the scriptures I read I don't know if I read it in my bible last night or if it was in the movie I watched but it was like we have to remember like or no it was in the scripture I was reading Mm because we read ahead in after the verse of Matthew and it was saying that like don't worry about tomorrow like tomorrow has its own worries for itself so it's just like we sit here and we worry about tomorrow we worry about the next day we even worry about yesterday and it's just like tomorrow and yesterday are going to bring its own worries like worry about your now and focus on God and even today in devotion after school because my work on Tuesday and Thursdays we have devotion Mm -hmm. and this lady was talking about how she was like if we focus so much on peace she was like everything is gonna like you were saying it's gonna fall into place like if we keep our mind on God like we will have peace and we have that inside of us but it's like if we get in tune with that or not and she gave an example of like her ring she was like my anniversary coming up and I want this ring and I keep trying my husband but she's like that's like me getting the ring and me just leaving it in the box Mm. and not touching it that's what we have with joy and peace like we have access to it but it's like we just leave it sit there and we're like well whatever wow and I was like dang dude because I like will ask God for peace or I'll like teach me how to forgive and it's just like we have access to it but we just leave it like sitting in a box wow and i was like dude that's That's super good a point i wanted to bring up is um if you are a regular listener you know that i recently quit my job and so um i just have so much time to sit and think and like just so much time to overthink and analyze things and just like out of boredom sometimes because I'm like what can I fill my time with doing yeah and so it causes me to just create these issues that aren't even there and um I was talking to my counselor about it yesterday and I was like telling her this is how I'm feeling like I just have all this time yeah and she's like well you have to remember that you were just like running a sprint like you got married you switched jobs you're working full-time you have the podcast you have all these things that you're doing yeah and then it just came to an abrupt stop yeah now you're just there like what do I fill my time with and I realized that when I have time to just sit I hate it because my mind just goes and goes and goes and so I love being busy I love always having something to put my attention towards I love to be running around like a mad woman even though I'm tired because yeah. I don't like to just sit with my thoughts yeah and that's another thing that God is showing me like you need to be comfortable with sitting with your thoughts like question yourself why are you always thinking this why are you always worried about this because right. distracting yourself causes you to not deal with the actual issue uh, when you're constantly so busy you don't have time to worry about your issues right so like focus Dude. on you and I'm the type of person too where like with my friends or even just random people, I love taking on their problems and helping them fix them. Yes, yes, Because yes. it literally distracts me from fixing my own issues. Mm-hmm. Like me and one of my best friends were just talking on the phone earlier and she's like, it's a good thing you love people so much, but she was like, you give me some of the best advice and then you're sitting here like struggling with the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm great at giving advice. Right. I'm great at saying, like, just seeing somebody's issue and being able to create a solution for them. But doing that for myself, it's not, not. Right. It will not happen. Exactly, dude. And I noticed, too, what God, one thing God is working on me with is, like, 
not like I'm a very big words of affirmation person mm-hmm. like I'm like I want people to affirm me but I'm like that's not how everyone else is yeah and I have to remind myself that because I'm like not any time like every time is somebody gonna be like I love you so much and it's even like reminding myself that because I have a boyfriend now and it's even like reminding myself that like he might not always show me that and that's okay it doesn't mean he's mad at me or he's upset yeah. with me but I have to remind myself that not everyone loves the way I do this is so good because I'm the same way and I think mm-hmm. that that's why our friendship is the yeah. way it is because we just get that yes, and yes, we yes. know oh she just needs to be told that I love her yeah like, exactly she exactly. just gets it exactly. whatever but I've been learning this too with like all of the issues I've been having relationally lately mm-hmm. and it's like the only one who can love us perfectly is God Jesus, and yeah. Jesus and so when you're looking to imperfect people to love you how only the perfect one can yep. we're going to be let down every single time right because God is literally the only one who can love us perfectly your mm-hmm. husband can't love my husband can't love me perfectly right my parents can't love me perfectly right. my whoever cannot love me the way that only God can love me. Yeah. And so when we don't just take it to him, of course we're going to feel not whole because mm-hmm. nobody can fill us up. Exactly. Except for God. Exactly. So I remind myself of that too, because even sometimes I'll go to Zane and I'll be like, do you love me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, being all like whatever, because I just want to hear it. Yeah. And if I would, I mean, of course that's fine to do with your husband, but yeah. like, you need, I need to go to God for that sometimes yep. versus even my husband because sometimes he doesn't have the capacity to be like all lovey-dovey. Exactly. Because he had a busy day and blah, 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 and mm-hmm. I didn't. So I'm like, all right, well, it'd be right. nice to hear right now. Exactly. <laughs> Can you just tell me I look pretty? Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. I'm like, what? You know, but yeah. prioritizing that with God, like he can give us that if we allow him to. Right. And I like had to remind myself, my, blah, blah. <laughs> I had to remind myself too, that like, yes, like in the moment, like I feel like I'm, I put expectations on people. That's what I'm trying to say. Put expectations on people to just know how I'm feeling and know like how I need to be loved. But mm-hmm. I'm like, one, like they don't know if I don't tell them. And two, like, God is, like you just said, like God is the only one that knows how I need to be loved. Exactly. Like I can say over and over again, like I need to be told that you love me like every day. Like I can tell people that over and over again. But like Justice said, like sometimes people don't have the mental capacity to do that for you. Exactly. So like sometimes you'll be like, I need to be told I'm loved. Mm -hmm. But like that person's like, I can't tell you I love you right now because I like mentally and physically like I'm just drained. You know what I mean? And that's where I have to remind myself, I'm like, as long as God likes me, or likes me, loves, <laughs> likes me, as long as God likes me and this person's not, like, up my butt today, like, yeah. not like that, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not mad at you. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Like, don't be irrational. Don't think you can read their mind, because that's yeah. what I love to do, like, to think I can read people's mind, and, like, yeah, so. I love that, because I can already, because for me, like, when I first started my faith walk, whatever you want to call it. Um, I didn't know that like God's word was hearing God, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, like definitely. sometimes I'm like, well, how do I hear God audibly? Like, mm-hmm. how do I know if he's speaking to me? And I saw this post and it was like, don't complain that you can't hear God if your Bible's been closed. Dude. And I was like, whoa. And so I want to tie it in to the scripture we read at the beginning, Psalms 39, 13 through 14. Um, 
it says right there like when you're feeling insecure you can go to that scripture and be like i am fearfully and wonderfully made and god literally took the time to intricately knit me in my mother's womb yeah like, i love that scripture so much because we hear it a lot like that's one of the main scriptures like oh i was knit together in my mother's womb but like if you really think deeper into that scripture Think about how much time it takes to knit something, how oh, much dude. attention it takes to knit something. You have to pay attention to every detail. And so God did that with each and every one of us. He took the time to put us together exactly how he wanted us to be. Dude. So for us to sit here and like pick ourselves apart, we're basically saying that God's creation isn't good enough. And I can look at Kay and think that, but to think that about myself is it's, something completely different. Yeah. But when you actually pay attention to that, you're like, I'm no different than Kay. I'm no different than the next woman. Mm -hmm. I'm just like them because God created us all in his image. Yeah. We all look differently. Yes. And he took the time on each of us. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so beautiful because God doesn't play favorites. Right. Like he might be able to trust some of us more because we spend more time with him and we right. give him more reason to trust us. But he loves us all equally, even right. sinners, even people who don't accept him. Right. He loves us all equally. He right. doesn't pick favorites, even pastors. Mm -hmm. Like they're not his favorite. That's exactly. just his calling on their life. So to think of it that way makes me feel like humbled because I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, God took that time on me. Yeah. I think one thing I really struggle with bringing it back to like one of the insecurities is actually, and I kind of shared this in the beginning, but actually knowing like how God views me mm -hmm. and actually like realizing how, it, and that's one thing I'm learning. And like one thing I'm like realizing because it's like, once we realize, I feel like how much God loves us and how God views us because like I can read that verse and I can read it over and over again but if I don't comprehend it wow. in my head what it means to me like you know what I mean like you know yep that's what I was gonna say is that sometimes it's not just gonna be one time and it clicks in our head mm -hmm. sometimes we have to go back to it and remind ourselves and remind ourselves and remind ourselves I need to do that more because sometimes I'm like, well, God will just throw it on me one day and yep. I'll be good. Exactly. But no, sometimes like, well, a lot of times he expects us to go to the word. He needs us to seek him before he can do something in our lives because yeah. he'll never force anything on us. Exactly. We have to invite him in. We have to be willing to allow him to work in our lives mm -hmm. because if we're low key, like cutting ourselves off from yeah. him. He's not going to work. Exactly. And How can he? Exactly. Because love isn't force. Love isn't control. Love isn't manipulation. So yeah. for when people say like, oh, well, why doesn't God just do this? Like if there is a God, why doesn't he like stop all evil? Well, he's not going to force exactly. it. This world doesn't accept God. Exactly. Like, so anyway, back to what I was going to say is that in that um, sermon thing that I was talking about earlier, that Bible study with Pastor uh, Daniels is one of the things he was saying is we put up these strongholds in our minds. And in the Bible, I'm not gonna say this perfectly if you want to like go back and watch it, but um, he was like a stronghold what it means in the Bible is like a fortress or like a fence that's put up. Okay. And um, the way that they describe it is as a positive thing to keep the enemy out. We have like these fences or fortresses that keep the enemy away. Yeah. And I don't remember the book he was talking about or anything like that. I just remember the concept. And he was like, but 
if we have, if we've allowed the enemy into our lives and he's built that stronghold, now we have a stronghold against God and he can't get in because we have that fence up against him. So he's like, you need to ask God to reveal to you what are the strongholds in your life that are keeping you from getting closer to God, from having that intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. Because I know for sure for me, like it was my, one of the things was my perspective on, um, love and relationships like I didn't believe that I could be loved the way that God has to offer yeah so I wasn't allowing him to fully love me mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to accept that kind of love I yeah. didn't I didn't believe in that kind of love yes, yes, because yes. none of my other um, relationships in my life reflected the love of God mm-hmm. so it's really interesting when you actually think about these things and reflect like God is just so interesting and he has so much to like re- we have so much to learn about yeah. him and we'll never know everything about him which is so beautiful to me yeah I when you were talking about this I remember like my favorite scripture with me and Joss were just talking about this before this but my favorite scripture is Romans 5 8 and Mm -hmm. it's basically what the scripture says is um even at the your darkest like I still loved you and like that reminds me of like everything that I've ever done and everything that every dark thought everything that like anything dark I want to say like worldly that I've ever gotten done like God still loves me mm-hmm. and I think like a lot of times like what I hear people say like and I hear this all the time from people will say, they'll be like but like I think I've done too much and the famous line that everyone says is when I go on a church I'll burn I'm like all right that is something so crazy oh my gosh I'm like don't put that on yourself please yeah like, like why would you say that about yourself so but like I hear that very frequently like oh and they like break do it as a joke but I'm like that verse says it so perfectly like even at your darkest, like, I still love you. Mm-hmm. He chooses so us good. at our, lo- at our like, lowest. And, like, I think a lot of people, and we, like, have said this before, and, like, I hear a lot of people say this, but, like, God still chooses you. He will choose you. You could do, like, you could commit murder. And if you ask Jesus for forgiveness and believe that he's your Lord and Savior, like, he loves you. Yeah. Like, he loves you before you even admit that he's your Lord and Savior. He wants you and he chooses you. And we, like forget that and I think even I forget that like God chooses me not even not just right now not like when he chose me when I was doing I don't want to say bad things but he chose me when I was doing bad things and he chooses me now too Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's just like I have to remind myself that and we have to remind ourselves that like even at our darkest even when it seems like there's no point of return God still chooses us that's so good this reminds me on Sunday the message that was given and I thought of you because he brought up the passion mm-hmm. and he was talking about the passion and how um, how brutal like Jesus being beat was and how mm-hmm. God poured out all of his wrath on a perfect person mm-hmm. um, for us because he had no other way no other access to us because he's so holy that he can't deal with sin he mm-hmm. can't like interact with sin yeah so he had to send jesus to live a perfect life for them for him to turn into the perfect sacrifice so that god could have access to our lives Mm -hmm. and i just think about that and i'm like if if that doesn't show what love is i don't know what is like he had no other way to us so he sent his only son to be killed and murdered and put in the place where we should have been so that he could actually have a relationship with us Mm -hmm. and like it's still hard to wrap your head around because you're like 
you couldn't imagine somebody doing that now. Exactly. Oh, but like he did that for us. So like for, and he did that knowing that some people would not accept him. Yeah. He still did that. And mm-hmm. like, it just reminds you that if you, have, if you feel like you have nothing else to live for, just think about that. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus died for you and he yep. loved you unconditionally, literally unconditionally. Cause he mm-hmm. didn't care what you did in your life. He didn't care the worst thing you did. He put himself in the place of you so that you could have the possibility of eternal life. Dude, yes. That is and I think we like don't always think about that. Yeah. And like that's why when every time I think of forgiveness, like I think of like Jesus on the cross. Like mm-hmm. and I think passion was and we talked about forgiveness in the last episode, but the passion was a perfect example for me, like a visu- visual representation of yeah. like what forgiveness actually like means yeah because i was in that place of thinking like god can never love somebody like me like right. he couldn't love somebody who did this and this and this mm-hmm. and so i had that mindset yeah and it's crazy because i mean that thought will still pop up here and there but then it's like god always reminds us like don't allow your sin to condemn you yeah don't allow the enemy to do that to you mm-hmm. because that would erase the reason of why Jesus came. That would almost right. downplay why Jesus was sent. Right. And not saying that it's okay to like sin and whatnot, because like that's not an excuse to sin for yeah. Jesus. But there's that is the exact reason because God knew we would never be perfect. Right. He knew we would still do stupid things as right. imperfect humans. And so, yeah, he loves us no matter what. Yeah. So it always breaks my heart when people say stuff like that because it's like you missed the mark. Right, exactly. (laughs) The whole whole purpose of the gospel of Jesus is to show us examples of where people made mistakes and where God forgave them and brought them through. Yeah. Like, that's the gospel. And I, like, even have had times where I, like, have trouble forgiving people and then I'm like okay, do I, like, think I'm too good to forgive somebody? Like, do I think I'm, like, better than Jesus? Because Mm. Jesus legit died for me and forgives me every day. So do I think I'm, like, better than him so I don't have to? And, like, absolutely not. So that's where I had to, like, really check myself and be like, I'm no better than the next person, so I better be forgiving people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Learning to forgive, though, that's a whole other thing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. For me, like... Like I said in the last one, like I just, something about me just loves the feeling of holding a grudge. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't realize how much that hurts you. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how much that's holding you back from God. Definitely. Definitely. And you're like, all right, dude. Like, yeah. dang. And then I have to like take a step back and I'm like, all right. It was until I watched The Passion that I never understood it. Yeah. You know fully, what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like seeing it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but to end... I just wanted to say, like, if any of you are feeling insecure, unworthy, like, unloved, just know that there is a God who's bigger than all of your insecurity, than all of the problems that are here on earth, and Mm -hmm. he chooses you no matter what you do. He chose you before you were even born. Yeah. He knit you together and made you uniquely who you are, Mm -hmm. and he needs you here for some reason, and he has a purpose for your life. Oh, definitely. Um, So I just want to remind you that if you're feeling anything other than loved that you have a God that loves you and that chose you yeah and we are still doing the series to share your story so we'd love to hear your guys' story you can email us at fueled by faith podcast <laughs> and we, have, we actually have an amazing story that I'm going to share this week um that a girl sent in 
um, to our email. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, and it actually ties into what we're talking about kind of today. So if you're listening to this, go and check that out. It'll probably be the last one that we posted, if, depending on when you're listening. Yes. But um, it's hashtag share your story. Yes, so. and we'd love to hear from you guys. We're praying for you guys. If you have prayer requests, please email us, DM us, all the above. We love oh, you guys. and last thing, we I created us a website. Yes. So we officially have a Field by Faith website, which is now in our link tree, um, where we have our blog on there, which is where we're going to do the share your story. Yep. And then you can listen to our episodes on there. And then in the future, we have other things planned for our website, but we just wanted to get it up. And so if you're listening to this, go and check that out for us. That'd be amazing. Yes. And we hope you stay fueled by faith.